Good morning, fashion friends, and welcome to Fashion Friday. I've got a fantastic show for you today. Just looking over my notes, so excited, lots to get going on. It is New York Fashion Week, so let's get right into it. All right, so I have chosen a few of my favorite shows just to highlight to talk about here today. Um, basically, every show was digital, and um, not every show. Every show was digital, but there were some designers that did do an in-person runway show. I think of all the shows, I saw two that actually had people that were social distanced. I actually didn't. I knew there were people there. I didn't actually see the people, um, but I had read that you know they were having people there. That were social distance, obviously. Um, but every other show was uh, on a platform, one of two platforms that was available. And I basically got to watch all of the shows from the comfort of my home. <laughs> so very exciting. So I wanted to highlight just a couple of them. And um, so this year, Tom Ford, he is the president, head of the CFDA. Basically, it's New York Fashion Week. They kind of renamed it. And it's now called the American Collections Calendar. And... Um, you know, this is really about American designers. And I have to say this, pre-pandemic, we were seeing a trend of American designers becoming more global. So lots of designers were choosing to kind of move their show elsewhere, whether it's, you know, in a outside of New York City in a borough, or it was in a different country. We saw a lot of that. We saw Tommy Hilfiger sort of move his show around several different places. Um, lots of different desi- designers also followed suit. So that was already happening. I think this is just part of a bigger picture of the change that's happening in the fashion world. Um, so I thought it was, I thought it's all good. Um, you know, the digital platform what post pandemic the digital platform will live in parallel to live shows so we won't see this going away which i think is great i think you should have the option that way it's accessible to all or most um and you can have the option of going to an event or not and if you you know can't or or you're not even maybe you're not even in the fashion world but you just want to see what's what the designers are showing it's a great way to you know view everything. You can take your time and view everything from the comfort of your own home. So let's get right into it. Of course, I selected just a few of my favorite designers. And so here's my notes. Number one is one of my favorites, Allison Olivia, A&O as I like to call it. Um, she did a sort of ode to New York. By the way, there was a reoccurring theme, and I'm going to circle back to that in a minute. And it starts right here. So this was a very much of an ode to, to New York, which I love in particular, an ode to Gossip Girl. So the show that was popular, gosh, it must have been about a decade ago now. And it is also scheduled to reboot as well. So I loved every minute of it. Uh, Funny enough, I didn't watch Gossip Girl when it was on. It was really, I thought, "Eh, it's not my type of show. I thought it was a little, I don't know, teeny bopperish. I actually started watching it because a friend of a friend said something about it, I don't know, maybe three, four years ago. It was after it had ended. And I went back in and started watching it. I just went in and went to iTunes and just started watching from episode one all the way through the end. And I actually was hooked. <laughs> I really, really liked it. And mainly for the fashion, I have to be honest. Um, characters were great. You know, Blake Lively's in it. Um, some really, really good actors in it. And... um 
you know, of course, some of the storylines are a little far-fetched and a bit silly, but again, the fashion was fantastic. So if nothing else, it's and it's really about New York. It's almost like a juvenile version of Sex in the City, if you can imagine that, where the, the city plays like its own character. So it's, which is what I love. I love when things are like that and you really see different parts of the city. So having said that, A&O did sort of an ode to New York and this Gossip Girl vibe uh, Stacey Bendett, the designer, also collaborated with um, the stylist from Gossip Girl. I don't remember his name, the gentleman. They um, they did like a little interview afterwards. And so he was actually on set for Gossip Girl Reboot. But he had styled the show, uh, the, the Alice and Olivia show, which I thought was so cool. So pretty authentic here. So basically it was New York prep school vibe. And it was very sort of this like renaissance glamour meets downtown edginess, which, again, loved. Very Gossip Girl. We saw lots of red, lots of plaid, lots of houndstooth, my favorite, my favorite pattern, um, lots of lace, big um, ball gown type skirts, a few a few of them, um, some pleated box skirts, very sort of uh, prep school look, um, beautiful coats, cropped cardigans, statement coats, neon yellow was it was there were pops of neon yellow and uh, pleated maxis. Also lots of black sequins, lace, puffy sleeves, very sort of holiday vibes um, that were was some of the show. And but I think my favorite was definitely everything that was plaid and everything that was houndstooth. And there was a lot of it. So um, basically the colors were sort of black, white, a little pop of yellow and red. <clears throat> so um, the hair was amazing. It was sort of very, um, almost like a, a Briggerton style, if you're watching that series, kind of very Renaissance-like, almost an, uh, in the direction of a Marie Antoinette, maybe not, not quite that voluminous, but he, these huge sort of crowns on their heads, you know, the hair and these huge updos that had a lot of texture, and then lots of like pearls and headbands and sparkly things in the hair. Um, and then the makeup was very goth. So again, it was that sort of edginess of Renaissance glamour meets downtown, which is, as if you watched, very, very much of a blend of the Gossip Girl characters. So loved it. I will say overall, absolutely loved it, but it never disappoints. Okay, so switching gears, and let's talk about the Dennis Basso show. So this is, you know, Dennis Basso's been around forever. He is most uh, notoriously known for doing fabulous fur and lots of texture and suede and and sort of um, a very elevated, elegant look. And um, known for his fur pieces and also kind of that occasional day wear. But even the day wear pieces were like, you know, people would think, oh, would say, oh, well, that looks dressed up. It was just really pretty. Um, so lots of, again, menswear fabric. This was a reoccurring theme in the uh, a, lot, a lot of the shows. So lots of Glen plaid, lots of tartan plaid, lots of pinstripe, um, lots of window pane. So lots of that. Main colors were sort of burgundy, um, like a crimson, lots of gray. Uh, what else did I see? A uh, lot of casual wear, some dresses, a little bit of a pale pink. There was a pale pink coat, furry coat with a tie, tie in the waist. Oh, it was my favorite piece by far. Um, and interesting enough, he used two models. And this happens through several, there were several different shows that I watched that did this as well. They used two models. 
and they were both very different looking. So uh, either like a different body type and or different um, skin tone, you know, different race. So you got to see the clothing on two different types of women, but it was just two. And um, in a setting where there was clearly no one, <laughs> I mean, other than maybe the cameraman and some some hair and makeup people. Um, but yeah, so the Dennis Basso show took place. It, it looked like a spiral. There was a black spiral staircase and it was just with a white background, like in a hallway, you know, like going down to a basement floor or something. It was so interesting, but it was very cool. It was very cool because there were these luxurious pieces. So um, very, very interesting that the, there were, you know, several shows did this. I wonder if this was sort of a direction given or a suggestion given by the CFDA. I don't know. But I did see several shows that had that used only two models. And again, since this was like a short film, and this could be pre-taped, you could easily have two models and they could just go, you know, change. There wasn't a, a, a like a live runway where, you know, time would be a restraint. So it was uh, also one of my favorite shows. Let's see. Next up, I have ah, Badgley Mishka. Lo- always love Badgley Mishka. For me, this is very, once again, elegated, uh, uh, elevated elegance is what I would call this. Um and a lot of these shows, I feel like it was as if kind of a little bit like pre-pandemic. So in other words, no more sweats. <laughs> By the way, I came up with a hashtag. You're going to start seeing this on my um, social media. The hashtag is sick of sweats. Yes, because I, ladies and gentlemen, am sick of sweats. I'm sick of wearing them. I'm sick of seeing them. I'm basically just sick of anything with an elastic waist that pulls on or over my head and is baggy and loose. And I'm saying it. I'm saying it. And uh, yeah, I know. I know people say to me, oh my gosh, you're crazy. Uh, It's so comfortable. I even did a poll on my Instagram and uh, the majority of the people, I believe it was something like 83% said, we're ready to be dressed. Yes. I applaud you all. Um, and and uh, all kidding aside, I get it. I understand if you're working from home or you're not going out of the house, whatever reason, I know someone that just had a baby. I would certainly wouldn't expect her to wear anything but probably pajamas or a lovely robe. Um, or you're, you're just, you know, staying home these days. I understand. When I'm working from home, I'm not exactly dressed either. However, we are getting out a little bit more, thankfully. We are um, starting to do things. We're starting. There's there's movement around. Um, we're doing it all safely. And some people do get out of it. Some people have to go out of the house. Some people are, are working, you know, going to the office. Not everybody can work from home. So I say to this, enough with the sweats. You'll have, the, they'll have, they'll serve their purpose. They have a place to live in your wardrobe if you must have them, but please. And someone said to me, oh, I don't, I don't even remember how to get dressed up. I said, no, 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 no. Any a jeans and a t-shirt and a blazer and I'm applauding you. That's now dressed up, which the standard, it's sad. I feel like the standard is so low, um, but um, just pull it all together. Just, you know, it, uh, dressed up, I don't mean a ball gown. I don't mean sequins from head to toe. I don't even mean high heels, dare I say. Well, for me, it is high heels, but I just mean something other than stretchy pants or something with a fleecy, you know, interior. So, okay, 
I'll get off my soapbox now. So sick of sweats or say no to sweats. How about that? Um, so back to fashion week. All right. At Badgley Mishka, fall 2021. Remember, this is um, all of the shows I'm talking about. This is what we are going to be seeing in the fall of 2021. Um, gold sequins. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Gold sequins. Black sequins. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Um, there was sort of this icy pink velour, which I really loved. I thought, oh, that's so pretty. And you know something? I, I wouldn't think of that necessarily for fall, but I thought, wait a minute. That's a great alternative for a holiday look, sort of an icy pink velour, whether it's a coat or it's a jacket or it's a jumpsuit. I thought that could be really pretty because icy pink or any icy color tends to pull more of like a shimmery silvery color, which then to me translates as sort of very holiday looking. Uh, there was a beautiful yellow gown, which I loved. Lots of silver sequins, lots of black and gold, very old school glamour, which I was, again, happy to see. Um, and once again, it was two models and they were at a bar. There were actually three. There were two models, two female models, and then there was a guy, a male model. And it looked like a setting they were at. I don't know if it was supposed to be like a townhouse, like a New York City townhouse, or if it was a restaurant, but there was a bar and there was sort of like this dialogue, you know, they were definitely telling a cool story where the male uh, model met up with the female model and they kind of were like flirty. And then the other girl was in another room and met up with someone else. And then she came, they kind of came and hugged. And it's a little cute little story that happens. Um, but Again, overall, it was very much of old school glamour. And I'm happy to see that. And again, not that every brand is going to be sequins and, you know, old school glamour. But the ones that that is their DNA, for example, Bachelor Mishka, I'm happy to see that's back. I'm glad to see that we're not, you know, kind of watering it down because, oh gosh, things have changed. I think there's a way to do that and still be true to the DNA of your brand. Um, you know, I, I understand things are different and will forever be different post-pandemic. I get it. However, I think we, we look to certain designers for, for example, if I'm a Badgley Mishka shopper, unfortunately, I'm not. My bank account doesn't allow me to be. But if I were, I would be looking to them for this old school glamour, for this sequence. Um, if I wanted, you know, stretch pants, I would go to Lululemon. Or if I wanted athleisure, I would go to whatever, Zara or wherever. Um, so I think that's very important that the brands sort of stick to their roots and stick to their DNAs. They can, of course, come out with something a little bit more um, casual for, you know, they don't have to have everything so dialed up or dialed down. But I think it's important that we see that. Also, for me, it gives a lot of people hope and something to look forward to. We can't just all say, okay, well, that's it. It's face masks and uh um, leggings and sweatshirts for, <laughs> for the rest of our lives. God, no. All right. Having said that, I'm going to take a quick break and when we come back more of my notes from New York Fashion Week. Stay with us on 1490 WGCH. Fashion Friday with Tina is brought to you by AdCorp Media Group, a full-service local advertising agency that offers a range of marketing, web, social media, and design services for local business owners. At AdCorp, they take your business personally because they know that you do. By learning everything there is to know about how to run your business, the value of your products and services, and who your target is, they'll create a personalized business plan to communicate your message to your audience. 
They offer logo and branding development, digital and web design, social media management, and more. Are you ready to grow your business? Call AdCorp Media Group now at 1-877-323-2677 or visit them at adcorpmg.com. AdCorp Media Group. They'll take your business personally, as personally as you do. And welcome back to Fashion Friday. Today we're talking about uh, New York Fashion Week, and I'm sharing with you my notes as I watched all of the shows from the comfort of my home with a hot cup of tea, and I was very happy to be there, especially considering the weather. Oh, my goodness. Um, So it was a shortened, abbreviated version. Um, The New York Fashion Week is now named American Collections Calendar. It's hard for me to remember that. Oh, my gosh. I think we'll all call it NYFW for a long time to come, all the people in the industry, because it's been that way for so long. But um, it has been renamed the American Collections Calendar, and it was abbreviated this year. Um, you know, it's been getting shorter and shorter, I must say. And I this year, it wasn't just, you know, because of the pandemic. I think that um, things are changing, and I think that's a good thing. Um, so some of the, the shows that I watched, I watched most of the shows. There were a lot of designers that, um, I think the average person, person wouldn't know, um, um, maybe sort of up and coming American designers or designers that are just less, um, that just aren't as popular. So, um, I tried to pick the, the names that you would know and, and some of my favorites. And one of my favorites is it's called Pat Bo, P-A-T-B-O. This brand, um, I love it's sort of on the line of resort wear. I want to call it like fancy resort wear. Not that it would just be resort wear. It's not. Um, but that's what sort of what it reminds me of. Um, but I love a very, very feminine, love all the silhouettes, there were they were showing lots of laser cut dresses and skirts a beautiful caramel color kind of was throughout and lots of sort of sort of jewel toned green lots of puff sleeves ruffles there were a few matching sets so we saw that as a trend in the past few seasons that kind of continues for fall um lots of sparkle again you know i'm happy about that um and lots of flowy fabrics and of course, sequins and sort of this like shimmery fabric. There was um, not there wasn't sequins. There were there was this fabric that was very shiny, shimmery, almost like how could I describe it? Um, it could have been a velour, or it. I don't even think it was as thick as that. I think it was lighter than velour. I think it was. Gosh, I don't know. <laughs> um, but it was like a shiny, almost like a metallic fabric that was shimmery and point being it was lots of holiday things I could say would be fitting for holiday and um again very feminine with lots of ruffles as I was seeing kind of throughout different shows it was kind of that return to romanticism which I love and many designers also did sort of this they sort of paid homage to New York which um you know, I kind of had mixed feelings about, but I understand why they did it. It was nice to see it done, but I'm not sure how I feel about it at this point in time. I almost feel like I want to see that later on when, um, I don't know. I, I felt like maybe it was too soon. I felt like it was so somehow it felt 
gosh, like, I don't want to say insincere, but it just felt too soon. I don't, I don't know how else to describe it. You know, there were, um, not, listen, if your show is already based on that, for example, Alice and Olivia, they did it, you know, this, it was an ode to New York, but it was Gossip Girl. Gossip Girl was, was filmed in New York and, and New York is basically like, you know, another character in the series. That's different. What I mean is some of the designers had like these little mini interviews or like a voiceover and it was all about New York. And I thought that was great that they were showing their support and their love. But I I also feel like we're still in it. I, maybe that's what bothered me. You know, I feel, I, listen, I'm not a New Yorker. I didn't grow up there. But, um, you know, I live in the tri-state area and I grew, basically grew up in the tri-state area. So I get it. You know, I was, you was in New York five times a week at one point post uh, pre-pandemic. So I understand it. And um, I don't know, I just felt like we, we're, we're still in it. So I need like another minute <laughs> till we start doing sort of odes to New York. But anyway, um, I, I was happy to see this sort of love and support and kind of that return to getting dressed again. And um, all of the shows that I watched did just that. Um, what I also liked about uh, New York Fashion Week. So there were lots of discussions. There were lots of panels. There were, and you can rewatch a lot of this on, uh, oh the gosh, there's two, two different platforms. One is nyfw.com. They, I don't know how long it will be up there though. So, um, but a lot of, a lot of, um, brands will repost their their shows on their website for example tori birch usually does afterwards after it's shown usually if you go to her website you will see the the latest fashion show is kind of still running on there um but i did see lots of other discussions and panels which i thought this is probably the my most the, my favorite part about all of the shows was the change that seems to be taking place and as we know the fashion world, it needed a lot of change and sort of, sort of just updating itself. So um, it is happening. It's already happened. It's still happening, and it's happening in the future. And th- what I mean is things like diversity, things like equality, things like inclusivity and sustainability. As you know, I love to talk about that topic. Um, so there were, I saw many, I didn't, I watched one panel. I didn't get to watch them all. There were many conversations and um, with different people, designers and editors and um, models and, you know, just interviewing different people and discussing all of this. So I, what I like about it is if we're talking about it, that means there's a plan in place and it's either already happening or it's going to happen. So all good and all positive things um, to come out of this. As I said before, you know, it's very interesting. It's certainly very easy for every one of us because we've all had our own struggle and fight through this past year. And it's very simple to kind of slide back into, you know, sort of the, the down the rabbit hole, as I usually say. However, there are so many things, positive things that have come out of such a horrific time. And I think if we just keep remembering and stay focused on those positive things and learning from everything else, um, you know, I think that it's such so many good things. My own personal life, there have been a lot of a lot of little things, but a lot of little meaningful things that um, came out of this crazy time, this horrific pandemic. And I thought, wow, that wouldn't have happened if, you know, and you can, it's kind of like the, the domino effect. So I'm certainly 
thankful for all the positive things that have come out of such a negative, horrible year for for all of us. Um, but anyway, having said that, overall, I have to say I absolutely loved New York Fashion Week. It was a little short for me. You know, I'm used to full on running from show to show and presentation to presentation and appointment and fit and, you know, all the different, all the stuff, all the events, the after parties and the before parties and the meet and greets and the, you know, whatever it might be that happens all before, during, and after Fashion Week, and I kind of did miss that, and I miss the actual seeing the clothing in person. That is my favorite part. But if it's better to be safe and, um, you know, see things digitally, then, you know, by all means. I do look forward to September. (laughs) I'm optimistic about September. I don't know what that will be like, but I am optimistic about seeing things in person in September. Fingers and toes crossed. Um, But overall, like I said, I'm happy to see things felt a little bit lighter and the mood seemed to be a little bit more upbeat. Again, this is about what we're seeing for fall 2021. So it's, you know, the designers were designing this stuff during the pandemic, probably probably last summer, um, I'm guessing, or maybe right after that. Um, and so I'm happy to see there's that return. Oh, by the way, I want to mention one more thing. I never talk about hair and makeup, but just because I feel like it's not my expertise, but I certainly notice it and it's certainly, uh, you know, part of the overall look and I think it's very important. So many designers did um, uh, like either a simple hair or a very, very structured hair, but it was there was intent behind it and a bold lip. A lot of them did a, a big, dark, heavy eye, but some of them did not. They did more of a neutral eye and then a bold lip. So it's happy to see lips maybe that's anticipation of no longer wearing masks i don't know i know that's not for a while but listen i'm a lipstick kind of girl so i was happy to see that and um certainly happy to share that with you and always happy when things return to somewhat normal even if it's a different normal you know i think anything's better than what we were used to or what we had experienced so Having said that, overall, I loved it. I'll be watching the next few days for um, London and Milan and Paris, and I will be reporting on the note, my notes from those shows as well. So um, just before I go, one quick note, remind you to check out my blog, which is wardrobeenvy.com. Or my Instagram is wardrobe envy, wardrobe underscore envy, E-N-V-Y, where I show lots of pictures of inspiration for you. Hopefully it gives you some idea or um, some some inspiration on outfits, winter outfits. I've got lots of pictures up. And as well as my two friends, Ali Aselli and Simply by Simone, who are also in the fashion industries. We're kind of giving you some wardrobe options and some fun things. We're doing some cute, fun little videos, uh, little fashion videos of what we're wearing. So you don't want to miss that. And also don't forget, check out my uh, website, <laughs> stylebytina.com, where all of this is also there as well. So next week, I'm going to be talking about um, not only Fashion Week, but also spring, what we're seeing for spring, because it is just around the corner. So some spring trends and how to sort of work them into your wardrobe now when it is still winter. You won't want to miss that and sort of that transitional time and kind of how to make your outfit just kind of come to life and give you some ideas. You won't want to miss that either. And uh, what else have I got for you? Oh, more more spring, summer fashion and some um, 
Updates in the menswear division. We want to hear about that, of course, what's trending in the menswear world and what we're seeing, because that always kind of coincides with women, women's wear and colors. I'll be talking about lots and lots of colors. All right. Thank you so much for listening. Join me next week for more Fashion Friday on 1490 WGCH and WGCH.com anywhere. Oh, 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 oh.